counsellor or a psychotherapist wanting to attract more clients more simply, then you, lovely person, are in the right place. Because I'm here to help you navigate marketing and remove any confusion and overwhelm that you might feel. Oh, and ditch that critical, nagging inner voice too. So each week I'll offer you inspiration, motivation and practical advice so you can get your marketing done and then get on with your life. I'm Jane Travis and welcome to the Grow Your Private Practice show. It's great to have you here. Hello, hello, hello and welcome back. And if it's your first time here, I'm really glad you found us. I hope you're okay. Um, I'm, I'm recording this. It's actually a Sunday afternoon. I shouldn't really be working, but there you go. Um, but it's a beautiful sunny day. I've got all the doors and windows open and, it, you know, it does just give you a boost, doesn't it? So I hope whatever you're doing when you're listening to this, it's a nice day. And if it's not, that you're still feeling okay. So today I've got a double celebration that I've got this week. So it's five years actually since I started the free Facebook group for counsellors. So I've actually been working with counsellors for longer than five years, but that's when I really started to go to take it quite seriously. So that was five years ago and it's four years since I opened the Grow Your Private Practice membership. So yeah, it's been going for a while now. I started Grow Your Private Practice on the 30th of April 2018 and do you know, it seems like an absolute lifetime ago now, doesn't it? Because anything that was pre-COVID just feels like like a different time entirely. You know, it's it's really messed with times in my head. I don't know how it is for you, but yeah, it's a really strange one, isn't it? And, and it's been a real roller coaster for me. I mean, I've had some amazing highs, like when I published the Grow Your Private Practice book. I mean, that was just amazing. And then I've had some awful lows, like, you know, the second half of last year, I really had some pretty awful burnout and that was really, really difficult to manage. And that's the thing, isn't it? We all have our highs, we all have our lows. The most important thing is that we just keep going and we find a way through, don't we? So yeah, four years ago, I was as nervous as the nervous thing about to open the doors on my membership. And I remember it really, really well. I opened it up the last few days of April so people could join on like um like a oh, what do you call it an early bird offer that's right so people could come in and check it out basically and I'd spent lots of time helping counsellors in other ways you know with coaching with websites I ran a Facebook program I made a course about blogging because so often I would see people and you know tell me does this sound familiar to you because I see it all the time passionate experienced competent counsellors that were, you know, fantastic at what they did, but struggled to get the clients because the marketing would feel like a foreign language to them. You know, sometimes they'd try a directory or a social media with just really hit and miss results. And I know that they'd feel very overwhelmed and frustrated. And, you know, I can understand that. But sometimes as well, I'd see people going round and round in circles with no clear direction and not really knowing what exactly to do for the best. Or sometimes just spending too long doing all those, you know, those busy things where you just what I call faffing. And I tend to, when I do busy work, it tends to be on Canva where I'm, if you don't know Canva, Canva's like a, a, a graphic design sort of app. And I can spend, I, I can spend a lot of time on Canva faffing about making images. Um, yeah, but sometimes we could spend a lot of time doing things that don't really move the needle forward. Or sometimes 
just because you don't know what to do, it might be that you're not actually taking any action at all. And this has always broken my heart, really, because I think that as counsellors, you and all counsellors deserve so much more. You know, you've worked so hard, you've got to where you are today. So I thought to myself, well, how can I help? So I tried offering coaching, but let's face it, not everybody can afford one-to-one coaching. And I put together a program that was all about using Facebook. Back in the days when Facebook was good, I don't really recommend it these days. I know not everybody agrees with me, but there are a lot of people that that feel the same. I also put together a course about blogging and another course as well. But you know what? Nothing really sat right for me because I knew that these things in isolation just wouldn't be enough to bring the success that I wanted people to experience, that people wanted and needed themselves. So why is that? Well, the thing is, I could teach you how to write a blog, okay? So you could do a course about blogging. So you could learn all about how to write a blog. But as well as that, you need to learn about, you know, who is it that you're writing for? How do you get into their head? What do they need to hear from you? How can you connect with them? And then how do you promote that? You know, once you've got your blog, what do you do with it? How do you repurpose it so you can use it over and over again? And then when somebody lands on your website to read the blog, will that website encourage people to stick around and pick up the phone? So all of the different things that we do in marketing, they all really work in a cumulative way. You know, they work together. So I could help you to do the activities to get people to your website. If your website isn't up to scratch, if your website isn't going to attract those people and encourage them to feel comfortable enough to pick the phone up and and make an appointment people are just going to leave so yeah all these different aspects of marketing are important and they all add up to really powerful marketing and that's the thing that makes a difference so if I was going to help people with all these different aspects it would mean that I'd have to create separate courses you know a course on niching a course on websites a niche a course on social media or a course on blogging a course on doing things offline, and of course, helping with things like mindset issues, like imposter syndrome and self-sabotaging. Um, yeah, and all those other things as well. Because when you think about it, you know, just think about it now. What is the help that you need right now for your practice? Maybe you need some help with your niche. Maybe you need some help with your social media. Maybe it's something else, but it's unlikely to just be one thing, isn't it? And how do you choose which is the thing that you should do next? You know, what order of priority do you put them in? And also something I think we need to remember is that I think it's important that we get some feedback and we get some, as much as anything, we get some encouragement. We need to have that support. I do anyway. I like to have some support there. I like someone that I could just say, look, you said I should do this. And look, this is what I've done. Is that what you meant? Is that okay? Because that just makes you feel reassured and confident to carry on knowing that you've done the right right things so far. And I think this is why so often in practice you can feel overwhelmed because there's there's a never-ending to-do list, isn't there? So, yes, I could have produced all those courses, but for a counsellor to do all of those courses, I mean, you think about it, if you did all those different courses... The price would have been just too much. You know, not all therapists can afford a couple of grand to do like lots of different individual courses. And I've always wanted to keep the price reasonable. So I felt really stumped for a while and I wasn't quite sure what to do. But around that time, membership sites were starting to get popular. And when I looked into it, it was like 
the answer to my dreams. You know, it was it was perfect because it meant I could deliver training on all these multiple subjects. But instead of people having to spend thousands of pounds to access them, they could just pay an affordable monthly fee. Now, I know when it comes to money, affordable is going to be different to everybody. So what somebody might think is like really expensive, somebody else might think is you know really cheap. So, you know, that really depends on your own you know personal circumstances. But like I say, I keep the price as low as I can. And it is a tax deductible investment. So it comes off your expenses. And also it's, it is an investment. And as an investment, you can expect yourself to get more income because you're going to be you know, attracting more clients. So it's going to easily pay for itself very, very quickly. And it might surprise you to know that currently the fee is only £35. And you could save even more if you get an annual membership because you get two months free. So, you know, the price, like I say, is really low because, well, to be honest, I actually reduced the fee at the beginning of lockdown. At the beginning, of, I just put the price up when lockdown hit. So in order to help people out, I reduced the price again because, you know, obviously I wanted to help people out. And because I was because I was struggling with burnout last year, I just didn't feel up to increasing again. So, yeah, a bit embarrassing, but that's the truth. But, you know, heads up, I will be increasing it later in the year. So if you join now, remember, you'll keep this low price for as long as you're a member. So just be aware of that. And yeah, so that's why I started the Grow Your Private Practice membership. And I started it, I sort of, I did it all myself. I did the website myself. I did the branding myself. I did all the courses myself. It's quite funny. I always think it's, I always encourage people to start before they're ready. Because if you wait until you're ready, it's, it's a little bit like painting the seven bridge. You know, you start painting it. By the time you get to the end of it, it's taken so long that you have to go back and start again. So I recommend that you don't wait until you've got all your ducks in the, in a row. Get out there, get started and learn as you go along. That's the way I would say do it. And that's definitely the way I did it. I kind of, I did it like when I first started, when I was recording the courses, I didn't know how to edit and I couldn't afford to get somebody to come and do the editing for me. So if I started recording something and I made a mistake, I couldn't just edit it out. I had to record it all from the beginning again. So if I'm recording something that's 10 minutes long and I'm like eight and a half minutes in and I make a mistake, I would have to listen. I would have to start it again right from the start. I, You have no idea the number of hours I've wasted doing things like that. But you live and you learn. And, you know, it's through doing that that sort of, you know, took me to where I am. So, yeah, don't worry about, don't worry too much about having all your ducks in a row. Just get started. So today's podcast, sorry, I've gone off on a bit of a tangent already, haven't I? But today's podcast, I'm going to reflect on five things that I've learned in five years of helping therapists. Okay, so let's go. Number one, it's all about time. I want to sort of talk to you about investing your time wisely. I think, you know, it's, I just think talking about time is just such a, an important thing to do and have a, um, have a realistic expectation of how much time things things take. So if you haven't run a business before, you might be surprised at the amount of time it takes to learn to do how how to do your marketing and then to, you know, do it regularly. So I know as a counsellor, you take counselling very seriously. I know that you will love your counselling and you'll think about it and you'll be doing lots of CPD and you'll be learning about it, reading books and throwing yourself into it. 
but you might not be prioritizing time to spend on your marketing. And as such, you might be underestimating the amount of time it's going to take to do. And this is because you just haven't done marketing before. Maybe you have, maybe you've had another job, but most people I would say probably haven't had another business. This might be your first business. So I want to just talk very briefly about the four stages of competence. Now I have got a podcast, uh, episode 29, that's called Slow Down to Speed Up. I'll put a link to that somewhere around this recording. But the four stages of competence are something that it's really worth keeping in mind when it comes to doing anything new, basically. So I'm going to trip up over my words because I always do. So the four stage, and you've probably already heard of this. You might have done something about this in your training. So there's the four stages. You've got unconscious incompetence, conscious incompetence, conscious competence, and unconscious competence. There, I think I got that right. So what does this mean? So if we think about if we think about learning how to ride a bike, so you start off, you've never been on a bike, you've never thought about going on a bike. So you are unconsciously incompetent. So that means that you can't do it, but you're not really aware of it because it's just not registered. Then you think, right, I'm going to learn how to ride a bike. So then you become conscious of your incompetence. So you know that you can't ride a bike. Then what you do is you start learning how to ride a bike and then you get to the conscious competence stage. So what that means is you start riding the bike, but it takes a lot of effort. You have to really think about things. You have to kind of plan ahead for if you want to go around a corner. You definitely shouldn't go on the road yet. But with some practice, you get to the point where you are at a place called unconscious competence. And this means you can ride a bike really without thinking about it. You might be able to ride a bike while chatting to somebody else riding a bike, for example. So those are the four stages of competence. And everybody goes through these four stages when they're learning. And I, I actually talk about this in the Grow Your Private Practice book as well. So if we think about that within marketing, think about social media. So an example of this with social media so you might get motivated and inspired and decide that you're going to start on social media. Fantastic. But it's not until you start learning about social media that you realise, do you know what, there's more to it than just posting a pretty quote image. You have to learn about engagement and hashtags and connecting with others and growing your following and calls to action and post formation and all of those good things. And at this point, you've moved from the unconscious incompetence when you're not really aware of what's involved and you are deep into conscious incompetence. You become only too aware of how much you don't know and how much you need to learn. And this is the tricky bit. This is the bit where kids give up when kids learn the piano and then they stop doing it because this is the bit where they go, oh my God, and it just feels so overwhelming. So this is the bit where it's really important to stick with it, make it easy for yourself. So the work goes into learning the skills and practicing them. There are no shortcuts, you know, but once you move to the conscious incompetence where you can do it, even though it takes time and energy, and then onto the unconscious competence where you can do it with ease, well, that really, it's, it's a game changer and that's when everything changes. So I hope that makes sense. Like I say, have a listen to episode 29 if you want me to talk through that a little bit more. So really, this, this is why 
there can sometimes be an expectation that you can do all of your marketing and it takes a lot quicker than you actually than it's actually possible to do. I mean, another example of this is imagine a try imagine a child trying to learn the alphabet. Do you show it 26 letters and expect it to learn them all? Or, you know, that would just confuse that little child. So you start with A and then you add B and then you add C and you go at it slowly, don't you? It's no different for us. We all know how how overwhelmed we can feel when faced with a to-do list. So let's make it simple for ourselves. Don't give yourself too much to learn straight away. You know, give yourself some time to learn about it. We do talk about this in the quarterly action plan in the membership. So if you need some help with that, come and join us. So have a think about where you are right now. Just think, you know, do you give yourself time to learn things and practice these marketing skills? Or are you a bit hard on yourself and kind of expect yourself to just know them? Or could you be underestimating the time that it takes to start getting established? Or maybe you're just not prioritising the time to work on your business. You know, it does all take time. There are no shortcuts. Now, there's lots of hacks there's lots of tips, there's lots of like little ways that you can do things, but there are no absolute shortcuts. You just have to get stuck in and do the learning, I'm afraid. But when your practice grows and the time that you've invested in learning about marketing pays off, then you'll be really, really pleased that you did. You'll have some systems in place, which means that you can keep up with your marketing. It's not going to take as long. And all of those skills that you've learned they're going to do the heavy lifting and you will be so pleased when you you get to that point. So make some time to focus on your marketing. The more time you can invest in your marketing, the quicker that you're going to see results. So the second thing is that mindset really is everything. So you might have an unrealistic expectation about the time it takes to do things. You might also not have taken into account the impact that mindset issues can have on your marketing. Now, if you're a regular listener, you'll already have heard me say that the practical side of marketing is actually not that hard. You know, you learn the relevant skills, you practice, you do the tasks and bingo, you're away. But the thing that can hold you back are the mindset issues. These can stop you before you even start. Now, we all self-sabotage. It's all pretty normal, isn't it? But until you start trying to market your practice, you might not be really aware of how much these things might trip you up. So things like imposter syndrome, fears, yes, fear of failure, but also fear of success. Have you ever had that? (laughs) I have. It's really, it's quite bizarre. Uh, You might struggle with a bit of procrastination, perfectionism, shiny object syndrome. You might have money mindset issues. You might not feel good enough. You might have a real loud, critical inner voice. I mean, the list goes on. It's part of being a human, unfortunately. And there are some that we share because really we all have imposter syndrome to a greater or lesser extent, but some are going to be more specific to you. Now, like I say, it's important to know that these are not unusual. In fact, these are totally normal and we all experience them to some level and we all experience them maybe at different times. But what they don't mean is that you can't do this or that you aren't good enough in some way, because I want to just say you absolutely can grow a successful practice. There's absolutely no doubt about it. And I think it's all to do with anxiety, really. Again, you'll know this as a counsellor. You know, anxiety is all about trying to keep ourselves safe. So if we feel anxious, there's a part of us that's just trying to tell us to, you know, stay within our comfort zone. 
as you know, a comfort zone isn't really a place of growth, is it? So we do need to do something about it. And one of the things I see, and I've actually experienced this myself to be true, and that is that counsellors can often be pretty hard on themselves. Like somehow you have to have your act together if you're going to be able to help others. So if you struggle with your own fears or your own self-sabotaging, it can, it can rock the boat a bit. You know, you might say to yourself, well, who am I to help others when I can't even help myself? Who am I to help others with anxiety when I'm feeling anxious myself? And that can all add to your own imposter syndrome. And I want to reassure you that you don't have to be a perfect, self-actualised human in order to be good at helping other people. The truth is, it's not your job to be perfect. It's your job to sit with someone and be fully there for them. As the great Carl Jung said, know all the theories, master all the techniques, but as you touch another human soul, just be another human soul. Your clients don't need you to be perfect. They just need you to be there to listen, to understand, to empathise and to care. So I would say make your own personal development a priority. Listen to yourself. Listen to your fears. Listen to your doubts. Please don't just ignore them. You know, please don't just push them to one side. Tell yourself off for having them. Learn about yourself, sabotage techniques. Observe yourself from a place of curiosity rather than harsh judgment. And just be gentle with yourself. Because one of the great things about marketing is there's no hard and fast rule of what you've got to do. There's no one size fits all way to go. Basically, everything works. So it's just about learning what's best for you and then learning how to do that well. So keep learning about yourself. Self-awareness is everything. And in the words of Rag and Bone Man, you are only human. You don't have to be perfect, I promise. So number three, it's all about taking action. You know, a saying you may have heard from me, and I say this all the time to be fair, is that action is the antidote to fear. Taking action is everything when it comes to marketing. And that involves making mistakes and getting things wrong because that's where you get really valuable lessons. And it happens with everything. So, you know, this kind of links to the point, you know, point number one about time because learning takes time. It usually takes more time than we think it's going to. I bet you didn't just get into a car and start driving, did you? <laughs> you know, let's face it. But you can learn all the theory, you can learn all the basics and you can pass your test so that you're safe to handle a car. But it's widely acknowledged that the real learning comes after you've passed your test and you start to get that experience. So the only way that you can really learn how to do something is by actually doing it, not by reading about it, not by watching someone else do it, but by actually doing it yourself. So, you know, think about your counselling training. You'll have learned in various ways. You know, in the classroom, you'll have learned through your tutor. You'll have learned through the books that you read and probably the trio work you did. You might have called it something different, but we called it trio work. You know, where you sit with two two other trainees and you practice all the skills and you take on board feedback. I don't know what you called it. But all of these ways of learning are really, really valuable. But it's not until you actually sit with another person and actually use those skills that you really learn from them. And part of that learning process is learning from your mistakes. You know, it's a horrible feeling when you're in a therapy room and you get something wrong or miss something and you have one of those like, you know, head desk moments where you just want to 
you know, clonk your head down on the desk and go, oh my God, I can't believe I missed that. But, you know, you tell yourself off and you tell yourself how you should have seen that. And But the truth is some of the biggest and most important lessons come from making mistakes. It's a sad fact of life, but it's true. And it's exactly the same when it comes to growing your practice. So much is trial and error. So you decide to give blogging a go. It's only by taking action that you're going to improve. It's only by actually writing that you'll discover your own voice. It's only by actually writing that you'll discover your own style. And it's only by actually writing that you're going to learn how to use your writing to help your readers. So your first blogs are probably going to be, well, to be honest, they'll probably be a bit rubbish. You know, that's just the way it is. You can't help that. There's no way you can move beyond that until you go through that. But each blog post that you put out there improves on the last. So you've just got to get out there and do it. Embracing imperfect action really is the only way that you can go. So be brave, you know, just go for it. You can do it. You can do it. And remember, information without action is merely entertainment. So take action. Reframe mistakes. Use them as learning opportunities and go for it. So lesson number four is all about clear boundaries and how clear boundaries make your life less stressful. Now, I think that there's a probability that it's written into into a therapist's DNA to feel compelled to help others. Else, why would we do this? You know, we don't do it for the glamorous lifestyle, do we? So on the one hand, this can be a very admirable quality to want to help others. But there is a definite downside to this because the downside is it can be hard for counsellors to prioritise their own needs. Does that feel at all true for you? I think for me, definitely, I found I was kind of bending over backwards to accommodate my clients. And, you know, I consider myself actually an ex-people pleaser. And I still get pulled into prioritising other people's needs over my own as well. So, yeah, it sounds like a nice thing, being being, being a giving person, helping other people. It just feels like a really good thing to do. But there is that other side of it. So, Are you valuing yourself and your time? Maybe you're not. Maybe you're working for free or volunteering long after you've qualified and you could be earning a living yourself. Or maybe you're charging a a very low fee because you want to be able to be accessible to everybody. Or maybe you're offering too many concessions. Or maybe you're not enforcing late payments when people cancel last minute. Maybe you're just always putting the client's needs first and disregarding your own. For example, you might agree to an appointment time where it's actually quite inconvenient for you. Now, I have actually written a podcast about this, about the effects of people pleasing on counsellors. And I'll put, a, I'll put a link to that somewhere around this recording. But does this sound at all familiar to you where, you know, you are constantly bending over backwards to help other people? Because if it is, I just want to say you deserve better. It's okay to think about your own needs. Now, we're not talking about, you know, walking roughshod all over other people. But there has to be a balance. There has to be a balance where it's going to be good for you as well as the client. You know, you deserve that. So it's okay to charge a good fee. It's okay to not offer concessions. And it's okay to enforce boundaries. Your needs are every bit as important as anybody else's. And this is really important because, you know, I've said already, the second half of last year 
I got burnout. You know, burnout is real. And my God, it was tough. It was a horrible, horrible time. I don't want you to feel like that. The reason that I got to that point was I was overworking. I was pushing myself and pushing myself and pushing myself and not listening to my needs. So it's really, really important for you to look after yourself. Now, the trick to self-care in business and outside of business is knowing and keeping and reinforcing boundaries. You already know this. I bet you talk about this with your clients. And you might even, this is the thing, you might even have your own boundaries drawn up. So you might have a cancellation policy and you might share it with your clients. But writing that boundary and enforcing it are two different things. So if your client contacts you outside of that cancellation policy time, have a think, how do you react? What do you do? You know, do you have to tighten that up a little bit so that you can really maintain that boundary? Because it's all about you. It's all about you looking after yourself. And it's, you know, it's interesting, actually, because what I've noticed is the more experienced a therapist is, the more likely they are to uphold firm boundaries. And I wonder if it's because over time, we sometimes get our fingers burnt by always giving people the benefit of the doubt and then being taken advantage of. You know, it's, we do that. We always look at people and, you know, we always see the best in people as counsellors, don't we? It's part of who we are. And although we want to see the best in people, people do sometimes let us down. So boundaries are all about protecting ourselves, and it's okay to have boundaries. Not only that, it's a really good thing to have boundaries for the, you know, it's really good for the client to have boundaries too. So revisit your boundaries often. You know, your boundaries can be changed. They're not written in stone. Look after yourself, protect yourself. And this is going to help to make your business a whole lot more stress-free and joyful for you. And number five, number five is about embracing change, actually, because the one constant in life is change. You know, it's everything changes all the time. Things are always changing. So I think it's really important to embrace change. Don't fear it. So, so yeah, okay. So your social media platforms made a change that you're not really very happy with. Now, by all means, be royally hacked off by it. But I would say embrace it. Learn about what you need to do differently and see how you can use it to your advantage because things will change all the time. We just have to go with the flow. Now, I was talking to a member a few weeks ago. Now, if you're listening, you know who you are. And this member said that she thought, when you got your website done, that was it. It was done and dusted, finished. But a website is a constantly changing and evolving thing. You're going to make tweaks. You're going to make changes as you learn more and more about yourself, about your clients and about their needs. So, you know, your niche can shift and change over time. You know, your marketing can shift and change. You know, when I first started marketing my practice as a counsellor back in 2005, internet marketing was barely a thing then. So things have changed enormously. So you might change your preferred modality. You can change your boundaries, as I've talked about. And, you know, you can change your prices. Don't worry about, don't worry. I know people worry about increasing their prices. And I understand that. But it's okay to increase your prices. It's okay for you to, you know, stick with the price of living. There's no reason why you should be worse off through being a counsellor. You know, keep up with that. If you're in a job, you'd be getting paid more every, every year. So your business will never be done. Your marketing will never be done. You'll never think, yeah, I've got this. It's not like Neo in the uh, in the Matrix where he, where he goes, I know marketing. You know, it's not like that. Things are constantly changing. 
So you're never going to be done. It's like you work with clients. There's literally always more work that can be done. And we just have to accept it, kind of welcome it and keep an open mind. And when I think about it, the four years I've had this membership, I mean, it's changed almost unrecognisably. I mean, I started out doing it all myself with a pretty general plan of where I wanted to go. And back then I couldn't afford help. So I did everything myself. So I made the website myself. I did the branding myself. I wrote the courses myself. I did the slides. I recorded and uploaded them by myself. Like I say, if I I recorded a video, I couldn't edit it. So edit it. So obviously I had to redo it over and over again. I mean, it was just, it, it was a nightmare. It took me hours and hours. But, you know, I loved it because I love what I do. I love the challenge, I love the creativity, and I love learning. So, yeah, I think you've got to just throw yourself into it. But things have changed. You know, if you used to be a member back in the early days, if you came back now, you just wouldn't recognise the place. It's had new branding. I've got my own icon, little sprout. I don't know if you know, little like a little seedling with a little smile on his face. That's sprout, my icon. Yeah, we've now got the private practice success roadmap. And that includes training on niching and websites and social media and blogging and content creation, all the good stuff. And, you know, also help with mindset. You know, I've talked about mindset a little bit. And we've got a full library of training of all sorts of different things. And literally, you know, as I'm talking about this now, in May, which is like very, very soon, I've changed the monthly live events. So we now have something different. So we now have monthly coaching calls. We have a call that's called Plan, Create, Grow, and that's all about helping you to get that all-important consistency on your social media. So if you come to the call, if you come to the Plan, Create, Grow call, you will leave with eight social media posts ready to go. I mean, how would that feel? How would it feel to know that you don't have to worry about what you're going to be posting for the next month because you've got it all figured out in advance? It's an absolute game changer. I just can't wait. We also have quarterly action plans where we get loads of laser focused on the coming three months so we can save time and effort. And of course, there's the amazing member community as well. So, you know, if you do need some help to attract clients, if you do feel like you're going around in circles and and nothing's quite working, come and join us. You know, you've got nothing to lose. There's a 14-day money-back period. So if you join us and don't like it, then just let me know and I'll give you money back. Visitors on I'll put a link somewhere around this recording, but visit us on growyourprivatepractice.co.uk. And uh, if you've got any questions, just ask me. I'm quite happy to answer any questions. So change is something that can bring you freedom. You know, if you don't like doing something, then change it. So if you want to work with a new niche, change it. If you want to have a 48 hours notice for your cancellation policy, change it. And if you want to spend more time with your kids, change your work times. Make your business work for you. Embrace change and make it work for you. So there you are. That's five things I've learned. To be honest, I've learned way, way more than five things over this last five years. And this could have ended up being even longer than it already is, you know, because there's so many different things. The truth is I've had a blast running the Grey Private Practice membership. I've had a blast helping other counsellors to to be more successful in their practice, to attract more clients. I'd like to thank the members, both past members and the present members, for trusting in me, because that means the world to me. You know, I've really enjoyed hearing about your successes. Now, I hate it when members leave. I have to say I do. 
But when it's because they're at capacity, it makes me a really happy person. And it makes me realise that the work that I've put in, all the hard work I've put in, has been really worth it because I'm doing the thing that I set out to do. So like I say, if you're fed up of going around in circles and you're ready to make real progress, come and join us and, uh, yeah, have a look to see what it's like. Okay, so that's all for today. So I hope you've enjoyed this this episode. Remember, hit subscribe. That way you're not going to miss any episodes. And have an absolutely fantastic week. And I'll speak to you soon. All right, take care. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this, then please subscribe to the show. And while you're there, I'd love it if you could leave me a big, shiny five-star review. Bye.